0: Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the one, the one, the one, John Wayne, that's right, the one who repeats himself, I'm the one right here coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada in my neon palace of sin, that's right, back for this episode fine week in my home uh, as I like to be. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for joining me for another week. Uh, if you're new to the show, you're just checking it out. Maybe I met you recently at a con. Thank you so much for checking it out. I hope you enjoy. If you're returning, a long-time listener, hey, I love you guys. That Guys, gals, everybody, thank you. Oh, excuse me. Thank you so much for Listening and for your support and uh, you know for keeping uh, keeping watch over old Uncle Johnny here out there doing the thing. Um, like I said, I am here in my office, the Neon Palace of Sin. I'm drinking my uh, some black black coffee out of my John Wayne is dead mug. Oh, my skull mug. That's right, my John Wayne is dead skull mug. Very cool. These are available at JohnWaynesDead.com on the uh, in the uh, John Wayne is dead apparel link. Uh, I've got several coffee mugs and I just so happen to be drinking out of one of mine today, so I thought I might give that a little plug. I am smoking, of course, a nice big batch of Grandpappy Medithin. meta Since I've been home, I've been able to go to my favorite dispensary, Oasis, and re-up on some stuff. Uh, so this morning, I'm smoking, uh, what is this called, the ha- uh, Hazy... I think it's called haze number eight or something like that. Yellow haze number eight. I threw the the thing away because I just emptied the 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 eighth. I just finished put the rest of it in my bowl of smoke because I'm gonna go there later today to re up. Uh, of course, after checking the daily deals to get all of my deals that I I so 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 am fond of. Anyway, feeling good, feeling fine, everyone. I have to give. uh first of all. Up top, let me address. Uh, I was supposed to be at All Monsters Attack this past weekend in Indiana, in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I was not there. Uh, a couple of people knew I wasn't going to be able to make it. I didn't make like a grand announcement. It was kind of like down to the wire whether I was going to go or not. It just, uh, you know, it was one of those things that was like, you know what, it, It's it, there was a lot of things going on with me, a lot of things going on um, just uh, in general. And it's just like, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's skip this one. And, uh, you know, we'll roll it over to another one. That this, uh, The All Monsters Attack was more of a pop culture, this, uh, very much centered around, like, kaiju uh, culture, I guess. Like, the monsters of, like, Godzilla and, like, those kind of things. Um, and not necessarily horror-based, which I, I guess I didn't know when I signed up. I'm not sure if I just, like, failed to... Uh, click for me so uh it was decided like maybe we just don't we we don't go to this one i i uh you know i haven't heard anything about it so i hope it went well It, it looked like people were excited to to go see um this kind of stuff. But yeah, so I could not make it. I could did not make it to that. But never fear everything else that is on my schedule at dead.com on the show's page is still a go. And, uh, and I'm locked and loaded and ready. And still, there might be some uh, little surprises and extras dropped in there before the end of the year. I know it's closing in. Here we are September. Um, very cool. Um, not cool yet, but you know, hopefully getting to where it's going to be cooler outside, get a little break from this heat. But, uh, yeah, so I could not go, but, and I apologize if anybody out there didn't, uh, realize I I wasn't going or, or was there to see me. I, I do definitely apologize, but I will be back, uh, soon. Um, so don't you worry about that. But while I, uh, I was here, um, I was able to, uh, attend a wedding, uh, of some of my very good friends, old, old dear friends, Rachel and Morgan, shouts out to them. They got married this weekend and I was able to be a part of it because I was in town and, uh, we had, it was a, it was a great time. Um, and it was very good to see them. Haven't seen them in, in, in quite a while. little bit of trivia, um, Morgan's mother is the reason, uh, she is the reason why this show is called what it is. John Wayne lied to you. Uh, I know I've told this maybe back, back in the day on the, on the beginning of the podcast, but it's just fresh in my mind. Cause I even brought it up, uh, over the, the, the dinner where we were all chatting. Um, my band letters to Voltron. Some of you know, I used to play in a band called letters to Voltron before I played in John Wayne is dead. And, um, we were like, uh, like, a proggy band that just had really weird lyrics, like, or funny, not weird lyrics, hard music and funny lyrics, you know, we had a song called, uh, I want to fuck you on the dance floor tonight, 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 uh, Pussy Machine, um, Robot Journey, like, just weird shit, it was funny, tongue-in-cheek type of stuff, but the music was really weird, but, like, difficult proggy music that, you know, so we were actually playing, um, a party at Morgan's house and I believe it was his birthday because he has a Halloween birthday. I think we were all dressed up and his mom was there for, you know, the beginning part of the party and, uh, and she was hanging out and she was like asking me about my band and I was like, Oh yeah, you'll like us. You'll like our band. So uh, of course we played and she's like, no, cause she's like, you know, more of a reserved woman. Like, um, you know, she's, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more on the conservative side of things, and here we are singing "Fuck Machine" or whatever we're singing about in there. And uh, she says, Morgan told told me later after she left. She said, my mom uh, came up to me outside and and said, uh, "John, I thought John Wayne told me I was I would like his band." And Morgan says, "Well, John Wayne lied to you." So uh, I thought that was hilarious when he told me that, and I just always kept that name for several years or that, that in my mind, and then, then I started the podcast. I was like, oh, this is this is the perfect, perfect name for this show. So there we go. So congratulations to them. Wow. Um, what a time. I also want to give a huge shout-out to my Uncle Mike, Uncle Mikey, the Pied Piper of Party. Uh, just gave that shout-out to him a couple weeks ago when I saw him in North Carolina, but it's his birthday today, I believe, that I'm putting the day that I'm putting this out. So, happy birthday to Uncle Mike. Uh, you're the man, dude. I love the shit out of you. Thank you for taking me as your adopted uh, nephew, and uh, major shouts out to you, my friend. I hope that you had a great uh, barbecue party over the weekend. I know you guys, I saw some pictures of you guys partying. Um so happy birthday uncle Mike uh thanks dude you're you're a good good dude uh, and i love the shit out of you. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to, uh, Teddy, Teddy Perkins. She might be listening at work tonight. Uh, I think that's her her name. I believe that's what it's on, on um, social media. She just sent me a little message, made my day. I thank you so much. You are uh, a sweetheart to the extreme. So shouts out to you and I hope you have a lovely evening, um, listening to this. So thank you so much. Okay. So since I've been home, since you've been home, I, uh, I did do, uh, I got to narrate another book and the author did announce it already. So, um, I know I can talk about it, but, uh, Patrick C. Harrison III, uh, he put out a book called Grandpappy. If you're, you know, if you listen to, or not listen, but if you, uh, you know, are in like a lot of the, the, the groups, uh, the book groups on Facebook or Twitter and things like that, and Instagram, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, but for those of you who haven't, it is, uh, Patrick's like, uh, he's, he decided to like, he was going to go hard in the paint for like some extreme horror, gross out shit. Uh, and, uh, he succeeded very, very well. Um, I have to say, uh, it, it's, uh, it, the, the cover alone, if you (laughs) see the cover, it is just this gnarly ass looking old foot that's like, just got fucking just rotten looking big ass, thick yellow nails hanging off of it. Just like, it just makes you, it's just that sets the tone right there and you get in and, and, uh, you read it and, uh, you know, it's man, he really paints some vivid imagery in there that, uh, that is, is, is pretty, uh, pretty nice and, uh, you know, uh, gory and gross and stuff. So it was, it was very fun to do. Um, and, uh, it's gonna, I guess, be out there very soon. Um, I'll let you know when it's out there so you can check it out. But I had a lot of fun doing that. And, uh, you know, I've got – I'm getting like, you know, hey, getting a little bit – each time I do one of these books, uh, narrate a book, I get a little bit better. Of course, you, I always take away some kind of lesson, learn a little bit. Of, uh, every time I do anything, like cons or anything like that, but now with these books, I, I learn a little bit of something like each time to help make it a little easier next time I do it. So I always have a good takeaway, and I was rolling good on this one. You know, I have to say I did um, – <clears throat> Both uh I did West Southerd's One for the Road and uh that was the one I did recently and that that was a uh, that was a lot of fun and an awesome reading. I I just did it all in one day, you know, just sat down and did it. Um and some people might be like, Well, why can you do it all in one day? It's only it's two and a half hours when I bring it up and, and that's only two hours of reading. Well, here's why because, you know, the way I do it um is a little bit of stop and start, but it's my own thing. I do each chapter one at a time and then I, I like put it through my fucking EQs and shit, save it. It's chapter one. Okay, then I do chapter two. I keep it all in the same session, but I do each track individually like that. It helps me keep it organized. It's the way I like to do it. Also, it's not just as simple as just reading for two and a half hours. There's, there's acting involved and voices and uh getting things right. You know, anytime you fuck something up, you got to go back and you got to, you know, then edit these things together. Things take time. So sometimes it can take, a tremendous amount of time. But like I said, I get a little better every time so I can get, get things done in a a little bit more quickly and efficiently for myself and for the person that I am, uh, who has hired me to do their book. So uh, yeah, so with Grandpappy, I also knocked it out in uh, <clears throat> two days, actually. I just like one, I, I, w- I could have gotten it done in one day, but I had to stop and uh, go to another commitment but the next day I just picked it up and it was a it was a fun uh, a fun read and a fun performance and if you if you're into like uh you know the the extreme gross out stuff and the you know you are going to absolutely love this so if you haven't you know check out the book the book is out uh, Grandpappy by Patrick C Harrison and the narration will be out soon so I I got to do that that was a lot of fun. Also, um, if you have been uh, following on my social medias, uh, which um, I know a lot of you do, but if you don't, hey, check it out at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram and Twitter, or my name on Facebook, just John Wayne Communale. Um And uh, I got to uh, put out this, um, I talked about it before, but the uh, Casio Fuckwatch available, I uh, got to put that out this week um what uh, it is a collaborative art piece made for myself and uh my man Lee uh aka uh remakes Plethora. and uh, I, I put together a little uh like 30 second commercial for it um with some sexy music just kind of showcasing it what it is if you don't know, Uh, I I had done a lot of, I drew all of these, like, kind of fake ads for things. A lot of them came from just, like, brainstorming sessions that Nick P. and I, when we were doing, when I lived in Houston, he and I would have our writing sessions every week. And for some of the sketches and stuff we did, we would just go off on tangents and just, like, make up, like, ideas for fake products or fake services. And then I would draw, like, illustrate, I guess, like, a a cartoon-esque, like, ad for for this good or service that would be like in a magazine, like a print ad. So I had a lot of fun doing this. We have a lot of cool ones. And then uh, finally getting this out in the world, I was showing them to Lee and he was like, dude, we need to do some custom uh, pieces for these. For some of this art and what Lee does, if you don't know, he makes custom uh toys, custom figures, I guess you could say. Like the kind like the like a uh, G.I. Joe size kind of action figures, but he actually will sculpt them, make them, paint them, and do limited runs of them. He's got uh that's Bonnie back there. Hey Bonnie, you scratching, you scritchy scratching? All right. Uh he's jingle jangling. But uh yeah, he makes awesome stuff. He's doing a lot of um these uh hip-hop toys right now uh check him out at remakes plethora on instagram you can check out all of his stuff and and the things that he does but this is the first of many collaborations to come from us because we are going to do more of these so what the fuck watch was it was a, a, a picture i drew of the ad it's it's on my instagram you can see it it's just like a like a guy with a cat like a you know the old casio watches like the um you know, calculator watches, but all the things say fuck and it just says time to fuck on it. It's just funny, you know, it's like it's and then the catch line is there's always time to fuck with the Casio fuck watch. So <clears throat> Lee, uh, did. we did six pieces of this. He surprised me with them actually early. I, I, I talked about that. He's a, he's a bad motherfucker. And uh, I finally, you know, kind of put how I was going to launch these, how I wanted to handle it. Um, and then when I decided I wasn't going to go to the Indianapolis show was like, okay, cool. I can just start uh, putting these out. I can figure out a way to launch these from my my site, from my own page. Uh, so, like I said, I put together this um, you know video, which you can check out on on all my social media. It's posted and my YouTube, and uh, you know just some pictures and stuff to get it out there. But it is uh, they are almost gone. There's a couple left as of this record. So I can only say that. I don't know like what's gonna happen when you know you listen to this but as of this record there there's a couple left so you could go to johnwanesdead.com in the shop page or just click the link from any of the, the I've posted the link on my socials as well they are uh very very cool looking and you can check them out They're numbered and signed by both artists, myself and Lee, uh, aka Remix Plethora, and um, they are there. They're they're forty five dollars. There's only six of these made, and they won't be made again. So just to put that in perspective, if you like, you know, you're a collector of things, like there's going to be a whole series of these these weird products from myself and and remakes Plethora. so if you want to get in get in now there's only a couple left once those are gone like i said they're gone so anyway thank you to those people uh, those of you who have who've already bought one and uh i i very much appreciate it lee and i both do it <clears throat> it's a lot of fun to do and uh, they're fun to make and i hope that you guys enjoy uh them as well but also tied into that is something else i i I was working because on, one I can't when I don't travel like just I don't just like uh, just because I didn't go to this show this weekend I didn't just like sit around and be like well no show guess I'll just uh, fucking wash my dick get smaller um, no I I don't I have plenty of time to do that later uh, but uh, no I started actually working again resurrecting the idea to put all these ads along with some short stories that kind of accompany the ads uh, into a magazine form which I've talked about. Uh, if you're a long time listener to the show, you know, I've been talking about this, something that Nick and I were trying to put together. Nick P and I shouts out together for um, a while and, you know, we we would get close to doing it and then, you know, try to do all these rewrites and just things weren't happening the way we wanted to with the narrative we were trying to put together or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, then I moved and, you know, it it's just our schedules are all fucked up. But I have decided I'm taking the reins on the project. And it is going to come out the Gas Money Magazine, G A S S. That's right, Gas Money Magazine. Uh, I'm gonna have, uh, like I said, some short stories in there, uh, and uh, all of this art, a bunch like the art that's going to be actually made into these real products by myself and Lee. Uh, that are, there's going to be ads and weird little wraparound stories, uh, all about them in this magazine. So the the main part uh, that I have to work on with it now is formatting because, um, so I've been doing that. I I did the cover this weekend. Um, I actually teased a little bit of it on my Instagram story over the weekend, but I finished the cover, the inside of the cover, the back cover. And now it's like, I, I, I'm I'm trying, I'm having some issues with formatting, um, the images the way i want them to be and and fitting everything so i will be uh rest assured uh working on that very very uh diligently and hard this whole next week my i mean as far <coughs> excuse me as far as i'm concerned i mean i i'm like you know me i'm like chomping at the bit i'm like let's go let's put this thing out now but i have to take a little bit of time to fuck with these thing these other dimensions and then i actually i want it to look like i've gotten some magazines like that people put out too, like at these conventions and uh, kind of off from them. And I see like what they're trying to do. Sometimes they knock it out of the park and it's awesome. It looks great. And other times it's just abysmal. And I don't want to uh, rush into it without it being set up exactly how I want to. I do not want to compromise on the uh, images, the quality or the layout. So I'm going to take my time with that. I've got a fuck ton of notes I've been doing. I've been trying to like just... Work it super hard. I got up at – guys, I was up at 3.45 a.m. on Saturday morning um, because it's past Saturday. I just couldn't sleep. I get, like, anxious when I, you know, don't have a show to do, and I just was, like, up just doing – that's when I was up drawing, getting these covers done, the back cover, front cover, um, just working. You know, sometimes I get that weird – anxious energy. And I just feel like, uh, I'm not, I'm not doing enough. I got to do more, you know? So I start kind of getting antsy and trying to get projects going, um, and such. I don't want, I just want to make sure I'm using my time. Well, you know, I'm not just like, well, oh, well can't work today. So I guess I just, you know, like I said earlier, just keep it going. There's a lot of moving pieces to this, this job, this career that I have, and I got to keep the train moving. I can't necessarily always, uh, or very rarely say like, well, I guess I'll just, uh, just chill today and not whatever. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it didn't, I don't know, whatever <clears throat> I've, so I've been definitely, I mean, like just throwing myself into lining up new, new, new releases, new, uh, projects for myself and getting things done. One thing I also did finish, uh, this past week or the week before, um, this, uh, I, uh, work in progress that I've been, something I've just, uh, been writing for like the past couple of weeks. I think I talked about it last, last episode. Um, it, it, came together really quickly, uh, for me since I had some false starts with some stuff before, but it's done now and I am very happy with it and will be, um, you know, looking to looking to get it out there sooner uh, rather than later. Um, I do have some other stuff that will uh, be released tentatively in January, um, but uh, I cannot officially announce those those yet. Um, but I uh you know we might be looking at putting something out trying to trying to get this this one I just finished out before the end of the year. So stay tuned for that because some this could be fast tracked uh, for something but um anyway, because I just uh, you know very this is a very exclusive, very exclusive because I just got found out um that my splatter Western through Death's Head press has been pushed back to 2023 um i guess a lot of the schedule like i said they're doing some restructuring there at the press and uh their change it had to you know readjust the scheduling and whatnot so today i i was uh chatting with jared and he said yeah that's just uh it's been pushed to 2023 which you know i'm not gonna lie and say it's not a bummer because i was excited i was excited for it to come out um You know, I'd been looked at the cover. I sent out like a short, a small cover, you know, mini cover reveal in my, uh, to my mailing list. But now I don't actually even know if we'll be using that cover. If like the restructuring of everything is going to have like new artwork put into, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. But what I do know is it won't come out until next year, which is a bummer, but Hey, it is coming out. It still has life. It is cool. It's exciting. Um, it's different and i'm still very excited and happy for it uh it to be out here so um you know should be uh should be soon you know as soon as i as soon as i know any anything else i will definitely let you know but look to this um you know the, the gas money magazine will be out you know here uh Before the end of the year, for sure. And, you know, possibly this this new this new thing of just uh, finish will be out before the end of the year. And for those who are, uh, you know, waiting for the tarot cards to come out, steps are being taken uh, to the tune of uh, sample decks being ordered and to, to go over and look at, um, and make sure it's what, uh, I want them to look like. So the wheels are in motion. I know there was like, uh, some stalling there on that, but Hey, that's just how the, the, the business goes sometimes guys, but there is motion and movement on that front as well. So all these good updates, guys, all these good, uh, good things coming through. um, <clears throat> I, uh, um, I hit all my notes? Oh, you know, football started this weekend. I like football. I know some people like, you know, especially in the arts don't necessarily like sports or even like to, you know, kind of scoffer and be like, whoa, sports bowl, you know, hey, whatever, that's fine. I don't care. I don't know anything like stats or I don't necessarily follow it to live or die by, but I do enjoy watching football. I do enjoy watching, uh, baseball. I did, um, play Little League Baseball for quite some time, um, and uh, I even played a year of football, um, but we'll talk about, we're actually going to like kind of discuss some sports stuff later, but um, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, my Patreon. Hey, hey, everybody, I have a Patreon. Shouts out to all my Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much uh, for joining up and helping an old Uncle Johnny stay alive out there on the road. I appreciate it oh so much. Um, you can go and check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash dead or just go to johnwayneisdead.com and you can hit the Patreon link right there. It'll take you to the page. You can look at the tiers that I have available for you to join um, and it uh, comes with uh, extra goodies and little things that you get, monthly stories and things like that and all uh all all tiers come with no matter which one you join, you get access to everything on the wall of my Patreon uh, page, which includes the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast, in which I speak to other artists that I meet uh, around the country, and sometimes I drop little nuggets of performances and stuff in there. There's also a lot of videos of me doing performances at different uh, uh, conventions or venues. I've uh, been putting a lot of it's a lot of fun for me to do karaoke on the on the road at these cons. So I've uh, been putting videos of my karaoke up there. It's a lot of fun, a lot of cool stuff, uh, and the support is very much appreciated. It helps to keep me alive and keep keep me rolling out there on the road. So I very much appreciate any and all support. So go to johnwainesdead.com go to the patreon link there and you can uh you can help out old uncle johnny and with uh with that we actually also uh you know with the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast what i like to do is uh, tease it on here just play a little little bit of the old uh, episode that's going to be up later this week and you can um check it out, get to know my guest and uh, check them out as well. And hey, hopefully you pop on over to the patreon page and sign up and listen to the whole episode plus all the back catalog. There are over 100 episodes. I believe we're we're in the 110s uh, of episodes of this of the Awesome Dude for Life podcast with all kinds of artists, authors, writers, musicians, actors, models, singers, just all kinds of people. like it's it's been it's such a cool ass show and I get to talk about a lot of cool things and learn from other artists as well. So it is uh, it is very fun, so it's worth checking out. So today I'm going to play a little piece of what I got cooking over there this week. This is actually, um, uh, so <clears throat> this is interesting. This is the audio from an interview being done on me, somebody interviewing me, But it's a print. It only it was a print interview. It was published as a print interview. But I have the audio, uh, courtesy of Mutilated Mohawk. That's right, Uh, my man Dave, Dave Bernardinez, my uh, my son, my boy, the 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 fruit of my magic loins that are not attached to me. Uh, I love him so much. He started this this awesome uh, blog page, uh, Mutilated Mohawk, uh, Mutilated Mohawk Media. Is, uh, is where it's at. And he's got just, you know, a, a lot of great interviews on there with uh, other authors. It's it's also just go to mutilatedmohawk.com is where you can find the actual uh, interviews and his actual page. And he's got a lot of great stuff up on there and he's doing an excellent job. And so uh, recently when I was in Charlotte, he, uh, he did an interview on me, but we kept the recording and I am uh, going to be playing the entirety of our conversation uh, on the Patreon page, but I'm going to play a little bit of it here. It's always fun. You know, I went back and read through the uh, the, the article because it's just kind of like he transcribes it, and it's very fun, and it's fun, and then you go back and listen to it and be like, "Ha, yeah, that's cool. But anyway, it is cool. So here's a little bit of my conversation with uh, Dave from Mutilated Mohawk. No, I don't know. I like I like just the, the creepy, uh, off-the-wall st- type of stuff more than anything else. So probably Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, also has to be in my top three. So Sweet, sweet. Um, it is sweet, like you.
1: They, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to send me this audio and I'm going to put that on my podcast. I'll, I'll be down. I'll yeah, be down. You are down.
1: Um, who do you think we wouldn't fight? Michael Myers versus
0: Leatherface. And why? Why do you
1: think which who everyone would
0: win? Who would win in a fight between Michael Myers and Leatherface? Yeah. And why? <sighs> um, I think that uh, uh, you know Leatherface, I want to say, would win because he's got the brawn and the insanity But uh, Michael Myers has uh, better writers, so he would probably win in a fight. They would probably make it so he won uh, in some way. That's why. Better writers. Gotcha, gotcha. So
1: changing from just basic horror stuff um, more onto your stuff. Now, you're like a crazy busy dude. You're always on the road. You're always doing a bunch of 100 million different things. Um, At the end of the day, what can you say Like genuinely motivates you?
0: Um, no, what I'm motivated by, I, I guess, like, I've, like, I've told you before, like, being disciplined, I feel is one of the few things I'm good at. Tell people are like, yeah, I'm just going to be disciplined. If I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. But I'm motivated by, m- mostly by the, the, i the idea in my head of, of like, why not me? Why not me? Like people do this all the time. Like people have these careers. Like I was in a early, early on in my, you know, just starting writing, you know, I was in a workshop with some big, big horror writers that were on it. And somebody asked, um, you know, about making, you know, something about how, how do you make money or what what would you do? And then one of the writers said, if you're in this to make money you're in the wrong, you're in it for the wrong reason. You're in the wrong business. So much everyone's like, ha 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 ha. Good, great, right? But I, I, I'm in the, I'm in this room. I'm at this, I'm at this workshop because I already love to write. This is my craft. I do it anyway. So the five of you sitting in front of us have a career in writing. Why not me? Yeah. What makes you so? So what's the difference? Like, what is the separation? And it's just like, you know, yes, it's talent. Yes, it's that. But it's like stick to itiveness and and you know, approach the way you approach it and, and not quitting. Um, so that's what motivates me.
1: Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. So then, you know, you said you, you like to write anyways, what got you started in writing? Like what, what inspired you to start writing in the first place?
0: Uh, I wrote, like, I used to like always writing stories and shit when I was a kid. Uh, I always wrote, like all my life but it was just one of the few things i was good at and it was fun i got into comics and uh, when i was like in elementary school and and, in middle school and, and i was reading things like like comic books yes but then also like graphic novel things like calvin and hobbes like those type of things not not necessarily like the marvel craziness and i was kind of cultivating like a collection through those things and That was the way I kind of approached comic writing, and I would write little comic strips and and stuff all the time. But I just always wrote stories. And, um, you know, it was the only thing I was good at. One of the few things I was good at. So I just kept with it. I just like to do it. It's
1: fun. So, last question on the influences uh, tangent is part of your brand is your just wild art style. Like, your art style is definitely like a huge part of your brand. know when people see your book covers or your booth they just know this is John Wayne Mm. you have a very unique art style what like is there any influences to that art style is there anybody who you can say like influenced that art style or where did it come from where did the John Wayne art style come
0: from um that's hard to say um in a sense of like I don't necessarily look to any visual artists where I'm like, man, not really like that inspires me. Whereas I can point to a- authors or musicians who've inspired me drawing. Like I also like always did art when I was a kid, I was in like the advanced art classes and all that bullshit and like, and learning all this stuff, but I just like to do it. Yeah. So like, I would have to say a huge like influence then would be like a, uh, a buddy of mine, Todd Gale, who's also an illustrator, who was doing some, he was doing some, uh, work for like Letters to Voltron, my band Letters to Voltron. He did like some cover art. He did some other art for us. He did the art on the seven inch for shit sandwich. And I, I, I took him this idea one time when I was like first getting John Wayne is dead, the band like off the ground. And I was like, Hey, what about something like this? Could you draw something like this? And I was like showing him these ideas and he was like, I think you should just draw it too. And I was like, I don't. Well, maybe I should, and so like that's kind of how like all of those things happened. Where I was just like, I not that I needed to be empowered to do it, but it's almost like he flipped that switch for me. Where I was like, you know what? Maybe I I can just do this. I know I don't know. I'm not like a a great artist or a good artist, visual artist. I'm just good at my style of drawing, and that's what I tell people all the time. So when people commission me to do things, like they want that specific style that I do. Um, I'm not going to be like, let me get a, here's a fucking, you know, photorealistic picture of Abe Lincoln. to get tattooed on your right ass cheek, you know, I mean, which by the way, you keep asking me, it's not going to happen, but that's not what I do. You know, I just do my style. Um, and like, that was like, so if I, if I could give anybody credit for kind of at least nudging me in that direction, I do have to say Todd Gale, uh, really did where he was just like, why don't you just do it, dude? You know what you want, you know what you're doing, just do it. And I was like, all right. So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: you, um, So your work day kind of changes because you're on the road all the time. But let's take it to a day where you're off the road, where you're at home. What does the ideal work day for you look like when you're when you're writing, when you're narrating? Like, what? How do you try to schedule your days? What does that look like?
0: So, um, if I'm home back in in my neon palace of sin, it depends on what I've got. So say say I am working on uh, say I do have to narrate a book, which I do a lot of narration uh now so say that is on my plate so the first thing i'll do when i get i get up early we've talked about that you know you see my stories i get up super ass early and i'll write down my goals for the day my little stupid notebook um i'll go like usually like i'll work out go to the gym right away like it's shit like that other way just i need like some exercise to kind of get me going and then i'll sit and write um for a few hours just kind of attack it like that and if i am like i said narrating a book i'll have that like kind of blocked off where i'm like okay today from like two to six i'm gonna be in a recording just narration so so i kind of have that prepped and i'm like ready for that and i'll sit in and just do that um but other times you know it's just like it's weird because i've worked super hard to be able to get to this point where it's like okay i am in charge of my own days but also it's like hips and nips or we don't need you know i can't just be like ah you know what i don't feel like doing anything today i'm gonna fuck off well you know then i then how am i making money you know so i'm always kind of doing doing something but it's all but me personally i'm just very like goal oriented for the day and i'm just kind of like okay i need to do this this and this this today and you know not necessarily all of it is geared towards what is like that day specific like uh where it's like okay today this needs to go out because it's time sensitive it's also the work that I do like I have to keep writing these books I have to keep drawing these these bookmarks and these, these different things that I get I have to keep doing that so that I can get to things where I'm like okay this has to be posted today this has to go out today this has to go out today so I'm just kind of first half of the day I would say is always just loaded with like writing creating and all that second half of the day is more like okay, this goes out, this is this, this. So more business, I guess. Sweet, sweet, sweet all right hey that's a little bit of the conversation I had with Dave at mutilated Mohawk go check out the entire uh interview uh in its in its print form at mutilatedmohawk.com along with all the other um, awesome content uh interviews and other things that Dave has up there for you to check out and go to patreon.com John Wayne is dead to check out the whole audio version of this interview plus all the other many, many episodes that I have on there as well. And I very much appreciate your support and for uh, helping keep me out there uh, alive. It's it's uh, very much appreciated and thank you guys so much. Uh, Alright, I think I hear something and if I, am I... Oh, there it is. That's right. The Corey Hotline Yeah, yeah, indeed. That's the Corey Hotline, everybody. What's the Corey Hotline, you may ask? Well, the Corey Hotline is a phone number you can call anytime, day or night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to leave a message for the show, for myself, uh, to ask questions, to um, comment on anything, and I will play your... Uh, call here on the show and we'll talk about it. The number is 832 930 1347. That's 832 930 1437. And uh, you can. G- oh. One three four seven. Did I? I think I reversed it. Eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. Eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. Don't be shy when you call and hang up like some of you do. I can see when you call and hang up. Just, just say what's. Speak your, speak your truth into the, into the mic, and we will, uh, you know, we'll play it. It's not, you know, no one's gonna see you or anything like that. It's totally fine. Don't be scared. Call the Corey Hotline, and, uh, and we'll, we'll definitely connect. Uh, through that. Now, if you've been listening to this show uh, for the past few episodes we've been having a little uh back and forth here on the Corey hotline a tete tete if you will uh going back to you know i had a a good friend of mine um retired professional wrestler gator mcallister he was on an episode we talked for a long time uh a few a few like a couple months ago so if you you know it's in the main feed here on john we lie to you if you haven't listened to it go back check it out the episode with Gator McAllister, and we talk all about his wrestling career. Now, I guess somebody heard that, who's a, a wrestling fan or uh, something, and has been calling in and kind of jawing at Gator through the uh, through the Corey Hotline, and it's kind of it's. It's heating up. It's a like I said, it's become this back and forth and I think, you know, last the last episode last week, we had a call from who we've, you know, now come to know as the Gator Hater and uh they had some choice words for for our man here. Uh so it looks like he's he's called back to clap back a little bit, you know, just to um, you know, maybe set the record straight. So uh let's check this out. We have a message right here from from the man Gator McAllister himself.
2: Hey John Wayne, that's your brother from another mother, you know. Two hundred and fifty pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal, a woman's pet and a man's regret. All the women come to see me, all the men just want to be me. That's right, it's Gator McAllister. And man, I just caught the, the latest uh podcast. Good work, brother. Good work. You always do such an amazing job. But uh I was calling about the uh the so called Gator hater. So I have recognized that voice, and I know exactly who that is now. And I can give you a little backstory on why this person hates me the way they do. So she's from southern Illinois. She used to come to the wrestling shows all the time, right? And she is known amongst all of the boys as a ring rat. You're from Sin City. You understand women of the night. Basically, it's a groupie for wrestlers, and let me tell you, when I say groupie for wrestlers, that didn't stop there. This chick would sleep with anybody from the guy taking tickets at the front door to the dude setting up the ring, the security guards. If you were involved in a wrestling show, she would lay down for you. And um, anyway, she she had a thing for me, and I wasn't about to, you know share my wealth with everybody else. And uh so it, it kinda upset her a little bit. And I was on my way to the ring one night and she took it upon herself to reach down and grab a handful of the old family jewels as I'm walking to the ring. So I had security throw her out of the building. You know, I mean there's a time and place for that. You got a bunch of kids in there looking at you and some chick reaches down and grabs your Johnson. What are you gonna do, you know? So I had her kicked out of the building and that pretty well started her not liking me, on top of the fact that, you know, I shagged her best friend instead of her, and that really bothered her. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm sure she's going to enjoy hearing this if she's listening. And, uh yeah, the truth comes out. She's talking about her crew and stories about me, brother, you know me. I'm an open book. Ain't nobody got any stories on me that haven't already been told. And that people don't already know. But anyway, man, I hope all is well with you. Uh, I know you're running those roads just like I am, brother. And I'll see you soon. Uh, we've got Scarefest coming up. So uh Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, we'll definitely have to get together. And we'll do some drinking of some adult beverages. Hang out. Maybe cut another podcast or something. Anyway, give Boney my love. Yes, Scarlet,
0: my love. I love you, my. Oh, look! Looks like we got cut off there. I love you too, man. Um, Gator McAllister, everyone, clapping back at the Gator hater, calling out their identity uh, of this person or who he believes it to be. I don't know. I invite the Gator hater. You know, the line is always open for for your uh, input to you and anybody else. Eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. Um you know please call gator hater if you're out there uh is there any truth is there any validity to these claims of johnson grabbing and sister shagging uh we need to know we need to know because uh you know you're not you're not coming off smelling like a rose here gator hater not that you did before uh you know but I got to say, you know, brother Gator, I, I please be safe out there. I cannot wait till we get to see each other at Scarefest. That's going to be a blast. Um, of course, we always seem to have fun and get into trouble when we're together. And we will do another podcast. Like I said, if you haven't listened to the episode with Gator, uh, it's very, very cool about his life as a wrestler. And, uh, and that's not all. He's done a bunch of stuff that we will also be talking about when I see him at Scarefest on what will be part two of that episode, the post-wrestling years is what we'll call it for now. But it is, uh, I'm looking forward to it already, so it's going to be quite exciting. So, hey, uh, I don't know. That's um, I- Anybody else out there want to weigh in on this, um, this matter at all? Any other wrestling fans? Uh, anybody else have questions for the podcast, for myself, any comments, please call us at the Corey Hotline, 832. 832- nine three zero one three four seven that's eight three two nine three zero one three four seven thank you guys so much wow we'll see what happens next week uh it could be uh, an interesting interesting turn of events so like i was saying earlier i was talking about sports and uh how I used to play, you know, baseball I used to play. I played one season of football in middle school, not for me, but, um, I did play baseball for quite a long time to the point, to the extent that I actually went to a baseball camp, uh, one year and, uh, you know, sitting here yesterday watching football and, and then, uh, something else I I thought of this story. So, uh, you know, Hey, this is, uh, uh, we'll call this one, you know, uh, John Wayne Goes to Camp. So, like I said, I played I played Little League Baseball for quite a while. Like, from the time I was nine, because I started in Pee Wee 9, till I was, like, 15 years old. I didn't play when I was in high school, Um I kind of lost had lost interest. Also, I wasn't extremely talented at it, and I was more into, like, that's I was already doing all my theater stuff and things like that, so that's where my priorities lie, but I did very much enjoy playing baseball. I enjoy watching baseball. I enjoy watching football, like I said, and um, I was, you know, I was doing this to where, like, I was even playing, because in the off season, they, they had what was called fall ball, where it didn't really count it was just kind of like a kind of like a not a scrimmage league it cuz you had real your teams and everything and you played but the games were just kind of like uh scrim I guess you'd call them scrimmages I don't know because there were no real standings uh and it didn't like it didn't you didn't win like the championship and shit like you did in the regular season cuz little league gets fucking super competitive especially in Texas as you can imagine um cuz that is where I grew up but uh so I'm doing that. So when I started, I started doing that. So it's basically almost year round, you're playing baseball, you know, you play in the regular season in the summer that we how they have it for little league. And then in the fall, you know, you play for another two months or whatever it is that they have the season, a, sh- a shortened season. So, um, so I was playing a lot and, and, and I got Somewhat good, a bit, but not really. I mean, you know, I had one season where like the baseball gods shined on me, and like I, I was actually a good player. I don't know what happened after that, but um, I, I did sign up to go. Uh, you know, one year, I believe I was eh, maybe eleven. I had to have been around eleven, maybe twelve, something like that. Uh, maybe even 13. I, I don't know. Maybe it was like 12, 13. Yeah, probably. I was probably closer to that. But I went to this. Th- there was like, uh, you know, sign ups for this baseball camp and you for a whole week. You go away. Um, and, uh, what's funny is the baseball camp was actually at Sam Houston State University. Eat them up cats, where I would later go and graduate from, um, even, but anyway, I digress. So I, I, you know, one of the coaches like br- brought the information to practice one day and was handed out the papers to everyone and uh we're looking at them and shit. And, it, it, you know, I decide like, yeah, I want to go to baseball camp, okay, but why not, you know? Um So I, so I do, I sign up and go and it's like- <clears throat> I've never, I had never really been to any kind of camp outside of like church camp, which is weird and different. And I've already, I see, please see past episodes for my church camp story. But, um, I went and it was actually it was at Sam Houston, but it, we stayed in the same places where I actually would go. This is like where shit gets weird. Life is weird. Where I stayed in the same dorm like that I would end up staying in when I went to school there years later. So weird, like the wellness houses they called them. I I uh, please see past stories for uh those descriptions, but it was you know just a bunch of you know kids my age, you know learning uh basically having like strenuous baseball practice every day. But one thing um that I experienced for the first time at baseball camp was actually like you know sore soreness, like sore muscle, like, okay, so I slept, you know, being on the road like this, you sleep in a bunch of different, like, hotel beds, or, you know, sleep in the car while, you know, while the other person's driving, or whatever, and I, I slept weird, and I pulled my neck in some crazy fashion, where, you know, sometimes it just tightens up on this one side, this is p- part of what reminded me of this story, so, like, you know, now I'm like, ah, fuck, you know, I try to, got to work it out, stretch it out, but I put these, um, Scarlet, uh, the lovely Scarlet got me these pat like pads, like for like, uh, sports, whatever injury, like, uh, for pulled muscles or something. It's like a, you know, like, uh, Gay or yeah, that's, is that the only one that sports cream? I don't know. Like that, like icy hot, or like icy hot or Ben Gay, uh, patch that you know you just wear for like through the night to try to loosen up, you know, and it's hot and cold. I don't know how it works. It's technology, whatever. So that also reminded me while I'm watching football and I have this patch, I'm like, I remember like being at this camp and in the morning they wake, the coaches wake you up and you have to go like, you go to the field and you have to run like a bitch. Like you have to run. They may, they ran the shit out of you. Like you're in the army or something. Like at least for me and like the, the way I look at this as a, you know, an adult from a kid's age, then I I wasn't used to doing any kind of exercise like this. Um, This was before I started. I was just way before I started like going to the gym and, you know, working out. I wasn't at that, point yet. I think like I said, I, I was like 13 years old or something here. And we're running, we're having to do these like, uh, um, like not dips or squats, but where like you you take the steps and you go all the way down the ground, you touch your knee, and then take another step and that knee touches the ground, whatever those are called lunges. That's it. And we're we, like all these exercises to where like, the first day, like the, the next morning, I remember waking up and being in this pain, like feeling this pain that I've never fucking experienced in my thighs and in my, all of my legs, my ass, my thighs, my calves, like all of this from all this running and doing these like lunges and, and just like drills back and forth to where I was like, I do don't think I can run or move. And I wasn't the only one. There's a couple of other kids that were like, oh, I'm sore. What's wrong? And I had no idea. Like I'd never had muscle soreness before. You know, I wasn't, like I said, hitting the gym and knew all about that kind of thing. So I'm like, what is wrong? And it's it just like walking was so painful and it would kind of get a little better, like the more you loosened up. But like, I remember just plowing through that pain and just trying to fight through it so fucking bad because I didn't wanna like look I mean, this is like a bunch of thirteen year old kids, dudes, you know, I you, they're blood in the water, you know, all of a sudden you become the giant pussy of the camp and that's all I need. So like I'm running, forcing myself to run and actually seeing like, okay, well that feels a little bit better when I run, uh, loosens everything. Okay. But you get through the second day. By the third day I woke up, I was like, I think I'm dead. I think you just cut my legs off. Like I, I hurt so fucking bad. And, but there was some of these kids that were like a couple of guys there. They had like icy hot or Ben gay, like the cream and they were putting it on like they're them. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And, uh, you know, so I, I didn't ask for it or ask to share it, but I was like, does that make you feel better? And they're like, yeah, it makes you feel better, man. Well, yeah, 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 it feels better. I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, I get through this whole camp, and I am, my dad comes to get me, and I am dying. I am so sore all over that it's just like, hey, thank you, please, for picking me up. You know, I'm just a shell of my former self. And it wasn't like the picture of fucking... Physic, though, I didn't, I wasn't, like, super bad shape, but I was in no good shape as a kid, you know, I was a little chubby, I think, I always thought, and just, like, not super athletic uh, as I should be, I was trying, whatever, but I was in so much fucking pain, so much pain, and, uh, I was told my dad, like, yeah, some of these guys had like some of the sports you know, creams, the Bengay, and you rub it on. And he's like, ah, well, we'll see. Like, if you're still hurting tomorrow, we'll get you some. And I, which I was still hurting the next day. So I ended up getting some and, and using. And I remember just like using it and being like, this doesn't, this feels work Like it, it, it was such an odd sensation that it was almost like uncomfortable. Um, to, to put on like and I was like what the hell is what were those guys fucking talking about man like this is weird and so like I I was so in so much pain I like took a bath like instead of a shower I like I put to, had to take a bath so I could like lay down and uh it, if you've ever like put that like kind of stuff on you and get like immediately in a shower or even after you try to take it off like it feels weird, like hot water feels cold, cold water feels hot. It's fucking nuts. It's like your skin is on fire, um, at least for me. So I was in the tub, I was like, oh, Jesus, oh, God. Um, like, probably the worst thing I could do and the last thing I'm going to want to do is sit in this bathtub and use this Gay to jerk off with. I should probably um, not do that. But I did. All right. Hey, there you go. Uh, and that's a story for another day. But uh, thank you guys for checking out another episode of John Wayne Lied to You. Don't forget you can call the Corey Hotline, uh, weigh in on anything or ask any questions, 832-930-1347. And don't forget to go to JohnWayneIsDead.com for all your John Wayne Is Dead needs you can go to the shop page get a fuck watch before they're gone you can get all my books they'll be signed and sent to you with some nice little art you can hang up in your room in your cory room but uh also you can get my books anywhere you get books from and i appreciate any and all support uh, don't forget to check out my Patreon. Uh, that's also at JohnWayneIsDead dot or patreon.com slash John Wayne Is Dead. Go to my man Dave's mutilatedmohawk.com dot com to check out that interview there and all his other interviews and content that he's putting up weekly and even daily on the site. Uh, please don't forget to follow me at John Wayne Is Dead on uh, Instagram and Twitter and a TikTok. And uh, I will see you guys uh, out there soon.